Welcome to episode 9,733 of Chuck and Doug Reloaded. I'm Chuck Stinson. He on the other end is Doug Colson. I think it's about 10. I don't really think it's been that many. It's more than 10. I know that. It may be a little less than what I'm saying, but it's more than 10. Well, it's a lot less than what you're saying. Oh, you're saying you're closer? Like if we were on the prices right, you'd win. Is that what you're saying? Because you're under, yeah, first I, off. I, I would have went $1. $1. I'll take the one dollar. Yeah, that's what I would have uh, done. That, that's that's um old guy conversation right there. Prices game right. shows. Game shows. Well, game shows are are they still game, popular though? They're you know you still have some out there, and there's you know they've redone a lot of them with new hosts, and you know I mean you have to count like a lot of those you know I mean they've changed. I mean all those dance shows and all those singing shows those are technically game shows, so they still fall under the genre. I mean, look, I guess. People, people love Jeopardy. I mean, people Jeopardy. love, I mean, I know people that, that still watch, you know, uh, uh, Price is Right and that kind of stuff. It's not like it used to be, you know, from that regard. Th- that, that was the highlight to being sick or being out of school mm. was the Price a, is Right. Do you have a favorite? Is it the Price is Right? Is that your favorite? Uh, yeah, probably. I, I liked a bunch of them. My dad loved game shows, so I, I always end up having to watch them because he watched them all the time. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I liked um, – I used to like Classic Concentration. Yeah. I used to like that one a lot. Yeah. I liked um, I liked The Joker's Wild. I thought that oh. one was pretty cool. And I liked um, – uh, I, I certainly love Match Game. I mean that was well. Really yeah, good. let me let me let me circle back. Match game is my absolute favorite of all time. There's mm. no question. Just because <laughs> because it was a bunch of drunks <laughs> uh, writing sexual innuendos. That they were that they were all like <laughs> drinking up before they were tipsy. Yeah, yeah. you know they were was, tipsy, and they well, were they right. Had, there's no way you could do that show without it, right? The same thing with Hollywood Squares. Right? Yeah, I mean yeah. you could. I mean that show's no fun if people aren't. You know, I mean, you couldn't have people just, you know, fall down drunk. I mean, you know, unless you're having Foster Brooks on there or something. Boy, I'm really skewing young Man, guy now, sp- aren't I? You're old. You're, yeah. you're you're really old guy now. Yeah, I know. All right. Let's, didn't you let's, have an old guy incident just recently? Oh, man. Yeah, actually, I did. All right. So um, my daughter's birthday is next week, yeah. right? And she'll be. So, she'll 15? be 15. Right. <sighs> so my my wife was like why don't you take her to the, you know, the surprise thing isn't happening, this and that. Yeah. So she, she wants a Nintendo switch. Yeah. Right. You know what that is? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. I haven't seen it. I kept calling the thing a twitch for one thing. (laughs) Right. So I'm already batting a thousand here on the old guy quotient because I can't even get the name right on the thing. I had to keep asking her. I'm like, what is this a Nintendo Twitch, a Nintendo Stitch? <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't get the name of the thing right. So finally, it's the Switch. All right, I got that. So I like, like a moron walk into Walmart, and I'm like, you know, we go to the we go to the, um, you know, the electronics department, and I'm like, I'm like talking to the guy behind the counter. I'm like, yeah, I'll take one of those uh, Nintendo Switch things there. And he looked at me like I had like three heads, right? Yeah. Because he's like, 
yeah, nobody has those. Like, you know, like, where did you think you were just going to walk into the store and find one? Oh, really? Just sitting on. Yeah, I guess they're that popular. Again, who knew? So, you know, I. Good I thing know. you didn't need but, to get her a Cabbage Patch doll. But, right, exactly. No, I have my sister for that. <laughs> so, you know, anything that I had to get Christmas-wise and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'd send my sister out because she, she was all about, like, dropping elbows on people for stuff. I'm not I'm not, not into either. that. So, oh, you so know. wait, wait, wait. So does, the, do you have to order it or get it so, off Amazon? Yeah, or is it going to be here in time for the birthday? It's. I don't know whether it's going to be here on time. We don't know what time it's getting here, but we did order one. So, yeah. She's, off of what? She's like got, off of, I don't know, some, I came home discouraged and Jennifer ordered one offline. So, so Jennifer just played you is what she did. I guess, yeah. I Let's send I the old know. guy into Walmart to but ask for a think, switch. I don't think she realized either, but the look on that guy's face when I was like, you know, at first of all, I kept having to turn around and ask Margaret, what's this thing called again? It's a twitch. It's a switch, switch, switch. All right, switch. And the guy just looked at me like, you really think you're just walking in here and finding one of these things? It was, I was quite amused by that. You know, shows how out of, out of the loop I am from, yeah, the video game stuff. Yeah, you would have. You would have known that be, 20 years ago. What oh, the I used access to be all was. over that. Not even yeah. 20 years ago. 10 yeah. years ago, I probably would have been, well, maybe not 10, but, you know, a little more than 10. But, you know, I yeah, I played video games into my 40-ish. I, I, I tell everybody my crossover into adulthood was not getting married and having a family. It was when I didn't get Madden anymore. For gave me. up video games. Gave yeah. up video games. <laughs> well, I told you when I gave, I gave them up when they went to the whole, like, you had to play online and that kind of stuff. And that's because I was just like, at my age, why am yeah. I going to be playing teenagers online and then like i mean teenagers have nothing else to do with their time but play video games and i'm not going to get like smoked by some 15 year old playing madden and having him talk trash to me over a headset it's not happening well and the thing about that is is that people and what i don't like about that setup is that you're playing random people in the world and people get their feelings hurt if they're getting beat and they quit playing in the middle of the game mm. you know we had that back in the early 2000s when yeah, we tried this little slam slam the controller on the ground and walk yeah. away yeah we had the the like the madden league that we had that we played like two games where like locally there were three or four of us that would go to somebody's apartment or house and play mm -hmm. and you know but nobody would quit in the middle of the game yeah well you can't you know? at that point yeah well you're friends i mean and you're yeah. you know yeah. and you and you 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 don't I, just I, shut it off well i like the idea and the concept of being able to play online but when it the whole thing went online and it was like they had these games that you couldn't play unless you were online. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. I would be all into that. If you could have a, like, especially for Madden or even hockey in a, yeah. in a reduced form, if well, you could have 32, 31 other friends that you would play every week, just like the, and you would play the regular well, season could, schedule. Wouldn't that be fun? The problem is you could play, your actual friends if you had actual friends that yeah. still played video games right. i mean you know that's right. the that's the problem i mean you know people our age are not probably supposed to be playing video games but this is yeah i i realized that it's passed me by yeah when i couldn't even get the name of the thing right yeah the nintendo twitch well let's delve into some sports here now that we've had sure. our old guy 
moment. Um, Sorry. Major League Baseball is back. Yeah, it's back. It's back. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. What I've seen, I, I, eh. I mean, what, what has been your? I've seen a little bit so of far. highlights. Uh, you know, yeah. when your team's been in the dumps for forty years, you don't really care that much about it anyway. Yeah. The fact that they ended a sixteen game or some some odd game losing streak to the team they just beat on Sunday, the Houston Astros. My team's the Mariners, and well, I, I mean, the, I, I just I don't I don't know. I, I I it it just seems weird. And then when you got teams got players testing positive, well, that's, that's part of the problem. I mean, the the good thing is for you. I mean, your baseball team is terrible, but the season will be over quick. So, you know, it's you always over to, quick. We, it just, you don't it just to, drags on longer. But you don't have to slog through 162 games. No, now just you 60. Just cruise through 60, right? How about just I mean, 10? There you go. <laughs> just, that's a little I, less painful. Yeah. The thing I, I haven't liked so far is the fact that the COVID stuff, we couldn't even get to the first game. I mean, it was right. the first game between Washington and the Yankees, and Juan Soto test positive right before the game. And, you know, so it smacked you in the face immediately. You know what I mean? You were kind of like, let's get, let's get going. Let's have some baseball. I was trying to get all psyched up and it, I couldn't even get that far. And now there's a story out with the, with the Marlins and they've got four players that have tested positive, um, which is, which is altered their trip home from where they are. And that, you know, um, what have we talked I'm, about? incessantly about this on this podcast is if you have a breakout on a team and you're going to, if you have an outbreak, you know, what is going to happen at that point? Um, so is this going to shut down the league? I don't, I don't know. I don't want to go there yet, but I mean, it's, it's in the back of everybody's mind until, you know, we know otherwise it's going to be there. It's going to be the big elephant in the room, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, something it, it, we're going to have to deal with with this. Well, but if you've got four teams that got a breakout all of a sudden, yeah, an outbreak, sorry, an outbreak all of a sudden, and then you've got those four teams are supposed to play each other in some form or fact. I mean, what? I, well, not even that. I mean, okay, so, you know, let's say that this outbreak with the Marlins – you know, is is bigger than what we thought, right? And they're where are they? They are uh, they were trapped in uh, Philadelphia, I think, right? Yeah. So let's say let's say that you know one of the teams they play, let's say it's the Phillies. You know what I mean? They start coming down, right? With, right. You know, an outbreak and that kind of stuff. You know, well then you have to start quarantining. You know this team, that team, and and that's where I think it potentially that's right has some problems. But you know, like I said, I'm a let's cross that bridge when we get to it. But it's, it's aren't we getting to it? Well, we're yeah, walking right. up on the bridge, okay. right? Well, it, it's there. It's large. It's looming. I understand, but we're not there yet. We haven't had you know twelve players from a team, you know, come down with it yet. We haven't had a team that's like we can't field the team yet. You know what I mean? I think that's where we'll, we'll, that's where I think the concern or I'll get really concerned at that point is when we start having to forfeit games or there is a team that can't field the team and they're, you know, bringing up half their minor league. I think that might be uh, an issue. So we'll, we'll have to see with that. So um, 
they, they got a new extra innings rule. Yeah. And uh, starting a runner on second base at each half inning. And right. A's pick up the first win over the Angels in this new rule. What do you What do you think about that? I, well, I, I got. I, I'll tell you what I think about it when you get done. I understand why they're doing it. I mean, you you can't afford to have a like a seventeen inning game when we're playing these sixty uh, playing a sixty game schedule. I mean, you're just not going to be able to have that. It's going to have too much of an effect uh, on these teams, and I, I understand that. Now, these poor relief pitchers are going to get you know. Uh, killed by this I mean and, and you know they're gonna hate it I mean they're they're just they're already you know uh griping about it and that kind of stuff so yeah it, it's you know I I understand why a lot of people will hate it I don't it doesn't bother me all that much I mean again it's if you're gonna speed the game along a little bit in a shortened season like we're dealing with right now I mean, why not? I, I was all for, and I go for this for all the, for every league out there. There's so much stuff. This year is basically a mulligan anyway. Like, let's just try everything crazy you want to try. Everything you've wanted to do, you know, if you're a league and you've had meetings and you, you know, your competition committee wants to try something, go for it. I'm, I'm all for this just to see how it works. And if, if it doesn't work, well, get rid of it and you know we're hopefully not going to have to have a covid shortened season again i have a better idea for baseball and it's uh should roll into full seasons when they resume those okay the tie needs to come back and they need to instead of playing 17 inning extra inning games they need to go to a point system like i wish hockey I, wish you could does. See my, I wish you could see my face right now you don't like that no not at all. Why? Not it, at you all. play 162 I, games. You don't do it in the playoffs. Why? Why not? Why not say this game ends in a nine inning tie? You get a point. You get to go to a point system. If I have to sit through, if I'm going to invest and sit through a four and a half hour baseball game and it ends in a tie, do you remember the the outrage we had when the you know the way baseball fans are it, right? You remember the outrage we had when the All-Star game ended in a tie and everybody lost their ever-living mind about it. How would you do this for regular season games? Because this way you could preserve pitching staffs. Correct. Uh, you, it, it's 162 games. Why do, you, I, why do you have to play extra inning games? Why? Uh, you only need extra inning games when the playoffs are going. Everybody hates ties. So you don't like the idea. Oh, of, soccer of, people of, love ties. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like, so you're telling me you don't like the idea of the no, starting I don't, I, don't, I don't like the idea of extra innings now because baseball is already a too long of a season and then you get games are you so, do you really so want to go watch a 12 inning game that goes five hours so let me Seriously. ask you this would you rather would you rather how about you change it and you start a guy on first base no instead of I, I, second base no no no, I, I, I mean, and, and, and just like you just said a minute ago, which was leading up to what I was going to say, is that why not just do something crazy, especially this year with 60, 60 games? This, this is the perfect litmus test season oh, for every no, sport. And I agree. I mean, I, I agree with you on that. And, and like I said, I'd have to see it. But I just – the way 
baseball more than anything else. You know the way you deal with purists, and they already hate this rule. Um, I just think, like, and we we went through this with that all-star game when we had Mm -hmm. the tie, and you remember that. We were on the radio. We did, you know, endless shows about that, and people just going crazy over the fact that an exhibition game ended in a tie. Um, So I – I don't know. I baseball I, screwed up baseball anyway. First off, you don't get me started on DH in one league, no DH in the other league. Well, you don't have that. You don't have that. So you, you, mean, you got you, yeah, right. It, it, then you got, but then you, you had that, right? You had that, and and then you got uh, uh, now this uh, these extra inning games. Uh, I, I don't I don't know why you need. I don't know why you need that. And, and, and I, the all-star game deciding who gets home field advantage for the World well, that Series was, is the worst well, thing I've ever heard that, of in my life. That came from the fact that everybody hated the fact that the all-star game ended in a tie. That's why we ended up with that rule. It should be abolished, but that has no bearing on anything. You know, it's, if it makes too to much me, money I'd, to do that. I'd get rid of every all-star game we play. We don't need them anymore. They're a complete waste of time. Right, agreed. They're a waste of time. But it's the best all-star game of all the all-star games. They don't serve a purpose. They used to be for, you know, uh, an opportunity for people who lived in an NL city to see American League players and to grow the sport and to, you know, have something other than tradition. There's no reason to have it anymore. Everybody's so overexposed. We don't need this. We have interleague play. You see these players. Move on. So in the, so if you're name me commissioner of baseball for one year, right? One, one day. How about right. that? Okay. I'm instituting the let's go back to either A, AL plays AL only until okay. the playoff, until the World Series. All right. Or every team plays every team every year in some sort of series format that they right. have instead of just playing the division. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me the way they do it. Uh, I don't like that. I've never liked the DL in one league and not in the other league. Um, make the, make I mean, the all-star D, game. The DH. I mean, the DH. The DH, yeah. sorry. Um, and, and, <laughs> one yeah. team's allowed one team's to, to, uh, to put people yeah. on injured reserve. And yeah. one and one league's not. And yeah. we're instituting ties, and we're going to a point system. Okay, enough of your ties and point system. I hate that idea. Okay. Greatest commissioner ever. All right. No, no, I don't. I don't like that. So if, if I, I gave was, you a day to change baseball, what would you change? Oh, I, I'd get rid of the All Star game. That'd be the first thing I would do, okay. and that would go for every okay. sport. What else would you do? Um, I would shorten the season. Yes, that's a good one too. I would. I would automatically shorten the season at least forty games, and I know they would. People would go crazy over that. The owners wouldn't go for it. The players would. Nobody wants to be out the money. You know, but it, uh, do, the, do you think do you think you would draw? Uh, so if you only played five games a week in baseball, three game, right. three game division series or three game league series, and then two games outside of uh, like during the week, like Wednesday, Thursday, do you think there would be more fans at those games because there would be less access and that they uh, ultimately it would pay for itself? Oh, I think there would be, but I don't think people are willing to take that risk. I don't think the league is willing to take that risk. And again, it's not like they're having, you know, if they were having attendance issues, 
you know, then I would say, well, you know, maybe they need to try something like that. The problem is they're not really suffering at the, you know, at the gate. Uh, they're they're putting fannies in the seats for these games, and you know, I I, I think that it it that's why I think this is going to be an interesting kind of deal because of that shortened season. Does this maybe open some eyes? Does this make Major League Baseball sit here and go, hmm? Maybe we find a way to shorten the season or make this work um, somehow. And that, you know, I mean, obviously not going to shorten it to 60 games. Yeah. But, you know, do you do you lop at least a, a decent number of games? And my my the other thing I would look at is I would look at moving my my season, like contracting my season. I would cut games for the reason of getting the season over a month before it gets over now. Yeah. I mean, get out of the way of football, basically. I mean, or try to as much as I can. You know, it's the same reason why when we talk about the NBA, and the NBA has talked about moving their season, you know, and starting essentially, you know, at Christmas or the first of the year, that kind of stuff, and moving their season, you know, into the summer more and be done. That way they'd have – the only real competition they would have would be uh, baseball. You know, it's, you know, I mean, because the first half of the NBA season or up until Christmas, I mean, unless you're just an NBA guru gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So that would be my take. Now I've talked to people who are big NBA fans and they're like, heck no, don't move it. Don't want it moved. Don't want it to change and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, the thing I would like about it is I know I would watch it a lot more if it was in the summer and didn't have as much competition with, you know, pro football, college football, that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, it, it, I want them to move it out because, you know, you get Yankees in Boston in a World Series in November now. And the temperatures yeah, well, I mean, are... <laughs> right. I mean, you, your northeastern yeah. teams and that kind of stuff when they're playing, and I mean, even your your midwestern teams. I yeah. mean, you're dealing with a lot of that, and it's you know, I mean, that's that's not that's not great. I mean, it's just not great for them to deal with. I mean, you know, you shouldn't be stretching into late October and November. I mean, look, I, I remember as a kid growing up, the worst thing about Halloween was you know it being cold and your mom making you wear a coat over your costume. I mean, that was horrible. What was your favorite oh, Halloween you know. costume? Uh, I don't know if I ever had a favorite. I, I was a clown one year. Some people would say I was a clown every year. So, you know, I, I just remember that costume. That one was pretty good. Those sweaty masks. That you- oh, those things are terrible. <laughs> those things are terrible. That's why, yeah, these people that are talking about they can't breathe through these masks now. Put yourself a go get yourself a Planet of the Apes Halloween mask oh, and put that yeah. thing on and try yeah. to survive, okay? I uh I got one, Doug. I got a picture. I need to find it and, and take a picture of it and send it to you. That yeah. looks like I'm some sort of possessed killer, like it, like <laughs> really? a mask from a horror movie. And so I was like changed? three years old. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, your dad got you that costume, didn't he? Probably. Um. Yeah, no, I it's it's pretty funny actually. So, yeah, um, I, I mean, I don't know, like Halloween costumes. We, I, I didn't have the, um, you know, my mom, God love her, 
but you know, she the wasn't, um, she was not, uh, she wasn't planning two months ahead for Halloween. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. She didn't, uh, she didn't, you know, maybe she did with Melissa, but when I rolled around, it was, you know, okay, let's see what we can slap together here in about 10 minutes. You know, <laughs> it wasn't, you know, there wasn't all this elaborate, um, you know, there wasn't Pinterest she could go to yeah. and start, uh, yeah. you know. I don't think Judy was going to Pinterest anyway, if there was a Pinterest. Probably not. I don't not. think the Judester was going to whip up something. <laughs> like, Probably not. <laughs> hey, you know, my mom was a good cook, you know. She was, she was, you know, this and that. But I just, yeah, that was not, arts and crafts weren't her thing. And Halloween costumes were, um, you know, let's see what we can put together here. We're not going to go crazy. So on this baseball too, Fox has done this CGI with fans and the canned crowd noise. Yeah. I've only seen snapshots. I haven't heard the canned crowd noise. I've seen snapshots of it. Right. It's forced. Isn't it forced? It's no, forced. I like it. I like it though. I mean, it, it, I mean really? think, of, think of the options though. I mean, you know, when you compare it to watching a game with nobody in the stands and watching a game in dead silence, I mean, you know, given the options, I mean, it's they're doing at least they're trying to make it as normal as possible. We know it's not normal. We know it's not what it's supposed to be, but they're at least trying, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm cool with the effort. You know, I'm, I'm totally okay with them giving this um, a shot. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm fine with the virtual stuff. Um, yeah, is it a little hokey and, you know, is it a little, um, hokey? You know, I mean, you can tell it's CGI. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but it's, it's, I mean, I thought them having the people do the wave was kind of cool. Um, that was kind of funny. And, and like I said, I, I, I think mean, they uh, need to document it as is, because this is a time in history that, that we may never see again and we might, but I think it needs to be documented as is instead of, instead of enhanced. I have no problem with them trying to make it normal. I'm, I'm cool with them trying to normalize what is not a normal situation. So I, you know, I mean, just, it, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, what about the cardboard cutouts? Are you okay with that? I think that's kind of cool. Because so I think it documents the times. Right. Uh, and right. I think, what, Chipper Jones is in the Mets stadium. I think yeah. he bought a cardboard cut. That's awesome. It's, it's kind of awesome. funny. I'll give him credit for that one. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, Larry Wayne. Is that it? Larry Wayne? Isn't that it? Yes. Um, yeah. I, I think that that's uh, – yeah, I, I like that better because I think it is it, – it's, it's where we are in this world right now. But you know. yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. But I, I'm I'm really like I said. I mean, I I like Fox. You know, I mean, Fox has always been innovative when it comes to this stuff. Um, you know, they've always Fox was always trying something, you know, new, and they've always pushed the envelope when it comes to technology and sports. I'm 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 really okay with it, and I kind of like the fact that they're trying to normalize it as much as possible, and that's because you know it's not normal, but like let's let's at least try it so i'm good with that so let me ask you a quick question about fox and i just thought about this you know they bailed out on the u.s open this year and now nbc's got it okay what do you, i mean you know fox <laughs> delved into golf for a little bit 
and then apparently they said nope not us <laughs> this is so what do you think about that that they you know they they still had a uh, length of time on that contract a pretty good length of time on that contract with uh, the USGA and then they said we're not we're not doing this anymore what do you think about that did you well, watch I, any Fox golf coverage? I, I watched it. I didn't think it was, you know, I wasn't as critical of it as everybody. Yeah, I wasn't either. Be. I mean, it, you know, it, it was a golf tournament to me. I, you know, I, I thought people were a little too critical of um, their coverage. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'd be interested to know why they bailed and, you know, how they bailed and how they were able to you know, kind of get out of the contract, so to speak, or how that worked. But I figured they would have given it a little more, a little more time to grow it and a little better, um, tried, you know, a little better at that. I mean, get some more Cletus involved in golf. That's never a bad thing. Come on now. Um, Cletus the robot, man. Awesome. Cletus Cletus the golf star. Yeah, he could crush one. Um, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see if there's a, a mention of as to how they got out of it or why they got out of it. Um, but yeah. And I wonder if, because they moved the U S open to September, this gave them time to do that. Um, so they went five years of a 12 year deal deal, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. And then now they're out now NBC's got it back, which I think probably for, like you said, they were, people were very critical of them and they look their first one and it was chambers Bay, if I'm not mistaken in Seattle, they were, yeah, it was somewhere, someone the way I think they were right about that. They were, they were hurting early, but I, I think they came around over the last couple of years and did a pretty good job. Actually. I didn't mind their coverage. I didn't mind it. Um, do you think people are overly critical of that stuff anyway? I mean, well, do you think people that- are overly critical of things they don't know about typically. Okay. And to, 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 to put on a broadcast like that, I don't know why Fox decided to get into golf all of a sudden and now they're out of it. It never seemed really natural, uh, but it is hard to do things like that. And people, and they, they drop the ball on some things. There's no question, but I, I think people are overly critical. I think we're all armchair quarterbacks when it comes to anything that we don't like. I mean, I mean, we do it. You and I do it. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that's all right. right. Um, right. I mean, you know, it's, it is, it is kind of funny. I mean, you know, but you can be critical, but you, you can give criticism. You can be, you can be still thoughtful in the process instead of just saying everything sucks, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's my kind of take on it. It's, you know, you have the get off my lawn kind of factor that, you know, I, I just, how, how far do you have to, you know, go on that? I, I, I get it. If you don't like Cletus the robot and, you know, you didn't like some of the stuff. And I, I remember the whole Chambers Bay one. I watched that and, you know, yeah. it wasn't great. And I, I get it. But it's a golf tournament. It wasn't like they missed the, you know, the the who, who won the tournament. You know what I mean? They didn't butcher the thing completely. Could it have been better? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, they were critical of Holly Saunders, who had asked Jordan Spieth if he brought an extra outfit to wear if they went to a playoff the next day for 18 holes, and that she didn't seem. And she's a she was on the Golf Channel, and she was a golfer. And right. I, I think you know Fox has always done things a little bit more differently, a little 
they've they've been a little more loose. Well, they push the envelope on a lot of stuff. Right. And maybe that doesn't jive well with the PGA Tour, which uh, no, well, this no specifically would a, be the USGA, but it didn't well, jive well with golf fans, is what it didn't jive which, well with. And and don't take this the wrong way, but you know when it comes to that kind of stuff, I mean, there's a lot of golf fans that have a stick crammed up somewhere sideways, right? Oh, I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not trying you to start talking about people wearing golf spikes to a tournament. Not, <laughs> not a fan of that, but you know, it's like like what are you going to pull your clubs out of the? Yeah. Out of the well, out there's of, always if they we, if they need an emergency fill in, they're ready. Right, right. We got an extra <laughs> slot here. Hey, that guy's got golf shoes on. Let's get him uh, yeah. out here. I, I just you know I, I never understood that. Like, what you need traction? What do you? What yeah. Do you, what are you doing? I mean, you're, you're, you're in the game, man. Around, you're in the game. You're walking around the golf course. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if I'm taking swings and that kind of stuff, yeah, I got it. That's why you wear golf shoes. That's why you have golf spikes. I don't understand why you wear them to the tournament anyway. Okay. But, and I, and, and I know that came off as me being overly critical of golf fan, but they're, they're a rigid kind of fan, right? I mean, they don't like a lot of change. They're not, most golf fans aren't too much yeah. down with, you know, the, the, you know, the bells and whistles that Fox is going to throw on something. So well, I would give them a failing grade early, but I think over the last couple of years, they did, a, they did a fine job. Well, I think yeah, they, I, mean, I think they did a fine job. And I think that's because the, the professionals that they are, but something about golf, they just said, this is, this is not, <laughs> not us anymore. For us, yeah. Not for us. Well, you know, it, it's funny because you remember when they, when they got the, NFL people were questioning, oh, yeah. like, oh, how is this going to work and this and that. Scoreboard on every – all the up all the time. What is this? Right. Running and, clock, and you see the clock all the time. And, and now what do you do without that stuff? You're you're lost with Oh, it, I used to so. hate – Doug, I used to hate it when it came out because it, it wasn't pure highlights. You yeah. know, it, it had these uh, – you know, you used to could cut highlights and mix in a cutaway from – you know, the first quarter into the fourth quarter, right, right. but you, you couldn't do that with, with that. Um, I used to hate it, but now how do you live without it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so natural now and really it's been better for the game. I think it keeps you up to date all the time. So, yeah, no doubt. Um, no doubt. let's get to a little local news here. Okay. Uh, football, which is crazy. I mean, has this whole COVID thing upset your schedule like in terms of knowing when things are happening or things are, and I'm leading to well, something. I'm leading it, to something else, but I, it, it's a curiosity. It, it it seems to has disrupted everything. Like I don't know what's going on when it doesn't well, seem like. Yeah, I mean I understand that, but it doesn't feel um, like I, I mean it. It almost seems like okay, great. You know, like this sport is back, or this is back, or that. Maybe that gets back to what I was talking about earlier with you know, the big pink elephant in the room, like, is this all going to get shut down? But yeah. yeah, normally this time of year, I'm all geared up for training camp starting and that kind of stuff in the NFL. And I'm just kind of like, okay, training camp, let's get it rolling. You know, I, I, yeah, it seems like there's, there's just so much going on and there's so much unknown out there that, yeah, it's kind of upset the apple cart on a lot of that stuff. Um, And so uh, let's, let's, turn to uh, a, a little bit of football in Ole Miss and they have suspended linebacker Sam Williams indefinitely yeah following an arrest 
Friday on a felony sexual battery charge. Yeah, I mean, pretty serious stuff. And, you know, um, according to them, I mean, the, the, the interesting thing is maybe the way this is being handled. He's been suspended indefinitely. Uh, they, they came out and said he was arrested on Friday. Um, he was released on $25,000 bond. Uh, here's the quote. We have suspended Sam Williams indefinitely from all team activities. Uh, almost said in a prepared statement, yep. um, we take these charges very seriously and will allow the legal system to run its course before making further determinations on his status in our program, which lets you believe that, you know, he's suspended until this is rectified one way or the other. Yeah. Um, no other way to know, do it. Right. Not, right. But I mean, you know, would that have been the case in the past? I mean, you know, there would have been a lot oh. of, a lot of times in the past, in the not so distant future. I mean, or the not past. so distant yeah. past that you would have had, um, you know, well, he's suspended for a little while, but you know, until innocent until proven guilty and we'll see where right. the legal system takes us. And then, then we'll make a decision on whether he's, any longer with the program and that kind of stuff. And again, I think you've seen a, a change when it comes uh, to this, but you know, we'll have to see. I mean, he appeared in all 12 games last season, uh, started eight games for them at outside linebacker. Uh, he did have 37 tackles, nine and a half for loss and six sacks uh, as well as an interception. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were expecting, you know, bigger and better things out of him this year. And uh, it doesn't seem like he's going to be playing because I can't imagine this is going to get, um, you know, uh, just, you know, figured out real quick here. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but it, it's, he is in a holding pattern right now. And look, he's dealing with more serious things um, yeah. right now than, than football. Than football. Do, you, do you think um, – so let, devil's advocate and not pushing for asking – should legal systems run their course before or should you be innocent until proven guilty? You know, it's a, it's a tough, it, it's, it's, it's really tough because again, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you're, you're innocent until proven guilty. I, I, I would go with the philosophy of, you know, just what I just said. Um, he's got bigger things to worry about yeah. than playing football right yeah. now I'm, and and get that straightened out first, you know, um, and see where that, that goes. But, um, yeah, I, I understand the, the thought process, and I certainly understand the, you know, I mean, he's been charged, uh, I'm, you know, but we know the black eye that would come with that. Of, yes you know, well, we're going to wait until the legal system runs its course, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, here come the articles and here come the details and here come, you know, the, the condemnation from yeah. media and fans and other fans and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm okay with the way this is probably being handled right now. Right. Because again, and, this is a PR nightmare. Well, it is in, in, and the, the history of this, with especially with college athletes and especially important college athletes, has been that it's either been swept under the rug, it's been handled behind closed doors, and it's it's it it has it's put a black eye on on college athletics, college coaching staffs, and probably um, 
not even probably, this is the best way to handle this as we move forward. Despite innocent until proven guilty, this is something that has to be reconciled in some way, shape or form that says that we are paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. Well, and this also puts, you know, uh, Lane Kiffin and his coaching staff. I mean, this is the first opportunity at Ole Miss that they've had to deal with something like this. And again, this is not mutually exclusive to uh, Ole Miss. This happens on every college campus. It happens with athletes. It happens with, you know, um, non-athletes. And that's not me making an excuse for it happening. But what I'm saying is, it, unfortunately, it happens. But it, it is always interesting. I always think it's interesting when you have a coaching staff and they come in and they all have to deal with it. But the first time they get that player that gets into real trouble, it's always, well, how are they going to handle this? Right. How is this going to be handled? How is this? And, and you know, um, I think everybody always looks for consistency. I think people look for, um, you know, some sort of a, uh, you know, a, a fair system, that kind of stuff. And I, I think people want, you know, they want their teams to not have a bunch of shady stuff going on. And I think people are okay with that. And again, it looks like Lane Kiffin is going to, you know, uh, certainly it sends a message to the rest of the team, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and it should send a message to the SEC too, right? right. It should and, – and players need to be careful about should what they're the, doing. What, what, I mean, they need, to, they need to pay attention to this stuff. Yeah, I know that would get into, you know, kind of like the NFL and Roger Goodell and him being the sheriff and all that, but I, that's what I was going to ask you. Should the league – I thought Peyton Manning uh, was the sheriff would the league be involved with this stuff or not? I don't know. Uh, yeah, he is. That was yeah. one of his nicknames. Uh, at Mississippi State, running back Kylan Hill yes, was given the keys to Columbus, the yeah. key to the hey, city, yeah. during a city to... council meeting, and commended for his heroism when he tweeted that he will not represent Mississippi as a college football player until the Confederate battle emblem was removed from the state flag. Five days after that tweet, the Mississippi – legislature voted to remove the emblem i'm reading from the clarion ledger right now yeah um i mean you know look he had a he played a role in it and you know for his hometown to honor him i mean you know it's a pretty nice honor have you forgotten the key to anything anybody ever given you the key to they didn't give you the vehicle in an office but they give you the key to oak ridge i mean you know you've never uh, people in oak ridge don't even know i exist oh okay yeah. No, I've never gotten a key to anything. Yeah. Are you, I, are you I, trying to make me feel bad about myself no, now or what? I, no, Have not you? at all. I mean, no, I never got a key to Enfield. I did not get a key to Enfield. I did not. Did you get a key to Central Missouri State? I did not. I did not get a key to Warrensburg. I did not get a key to Jackson. I did, no. But Do you I have I a just, key to your house. Did your li- wife let you I, have one of those? Yes, yes. Does yes. she change the locks regularly? Not, not regularly, not regularly. But no, I think that's, I think that's a cool thing for Colin Hill, and um, you know, I, I think to be honored in your hometown, I think that's always kind of a cool thing. I thought it was a nice story. I don't, I don't think that he is the only thing that happened for that vote. Well, I know that no, he's not, but, no. but does he? have a place in history when this is talked about 
in, I think in, he does in the because state. Of, because of, you know, uh, being a high-profile person in this state, and he, he took a stance and, you know, made a made a, a – a, and, and, you know, I, I think people feel like, oh, well, you know, what did he do? He, he tweeted something. But, you know, I mean, he, he throughout his – you know, I mean, I mean, a year worth of football potentially, you know, and, and again, I mean, he's a guy that's going to get drafted. He's a guy that's going to play. I mean, if, if he doesn't play, what does that do for his draft status? What does that do for his, you know, so, I mean, he took a, a risk there. I mean, it's a little more than I think, you know, people probably think. And again, you know, I mean, we're talking about him getting the key to the city in his hometown. It's, you know, I mean, I think it's a it's a nice gesture from where he's sure. from for them to you know honor that. But yeah, do I think he's I, I think he's going to get you know some credit for this because people are going to you know know who he is. I think the people who you know uh, were were about this and that kind of stuff early, and you know we'll see what comes out of this. Now you know we got to you know. The flag came down, but, you know, they still have to come up with a new flag design. And, you know, if we're, you know, back at the drawing board because the design didn't pass, you know, and this turns into, you know, a little bit of a, you know, uh, a problem from that regard. Well, then, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. It it would be so Mississippi for them to say, let's just put the old one up for now. Well, no, I don't. I don't think they'll do that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we go flagless for a, a an election or two. Well, and and uh, let me. I was gonna make a little bit of a joke, but you know, if Twitter had been around when like Patrick Henry was making his "Give me liberty or give me death" speech, he he would have tweeted it. And and what I mean by that is Twitter is gonna be a a is gonna be a document in history, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, there's it's, there's going to be some documented history out of Twitter, either in videos or uh, it, social media in general is going to be some sort of document of history. It already is. Well, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, it's changed the way you know people. But does that lessen the importance of it? Like, if Kylan Hill had issued that in a press release because there was no Twitter, would that have been differently? It's a philosophical you, discussion. I'm I'm asking would, you. It, well, I mean. It, we kind of would dismissed we, Twitter a little bit. Would we have known? Right? I mean, you know, would he have said that to a reporter? I don't know. You don't oh, know. Oh, I maybe, think maybe. I, I think he would have. But but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't you know, know. Maybe he I wouldn't. Mean, have. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's the I mean, I don't know. The security I mean, Twitter, of Twitter. Twitter I mean, Twitter allows people to speak their mind and put it out there publicly. It's, it's, sometimes and, it's not good. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes it does good. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I mean, social media is just part of our lives and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, but is it, is it valued documentation, so to speak? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it has a record. I mean, people always talk about, you know, it doesn't go anywhere. You know, you say yeah. something stupid five years ago, it's going to come back to haunt you. You know, that may be one of the worst things about it, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you you see what I'm saying. I mean, there's – it's so – yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I think it's 
you know, what I personally use it for, I use it for to get information. I use it for news. I use it for that kind of stuff. Have there been bad things about Twitter or there fake accounts that I've read stuff on that I was like, Oh, look, this happened. And then like, Oh no, that's a fake account. Yeah. That person doesn't have a check mark or whatever. So yeah, I mean, there's all that, but that's the yin to the yang of the whole thing. The thing that's driving me crazy on it right now is all these videos of people being stupid, you know, about wearing masks or about, you know, who belong, who doesn't belong somewhere in this neighborhood because they these are in this apartment building because they know them. What's interesting to me though, is people are using this as a, as a constant source of uh, security. I think that they are, vid- they are recording things. So many, so many things. I, I have never had the thought to walk through a Walmart and record somebody that's acting like an idiot. <laughs> right. Well, we've, we've talked, I've, I've talked about that before and that's, a, that's an age thing. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the thing with, you know, we, I don't we've know. There's some old this. people doing it too, though. Look, I was in a Walmart the other day and somebody was screaming and yelling about something. It wasn't, it wasn't anything to do with the facial covering, but they were, they were carrying on and having some sort of issue with, with one of the employees about something and, you know, I didn't think to grab my phone and start videoing it, you know, posting it on Twitter, but that's a, that's a, like, that's an age thing. And that more comes from, I think like world star and barstool sports and those types of websites and people, you know, college age and young, I mean, people in their twenties and early thirties, you know, they, they're the ones that, you know, record everything and, live their life that way and put everything online and do, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I think that's more of it also is the fact that you have people that, you know, live their lives so publicly now. And, you know, I would say older people or people our age or older don't really do that. Yeah. It's uh, it's you know, I have no, I have no desire to do that, but no, I mean, I've had, I've had things happen, you know, and like, I'll tell somebody the story, especially if it's somebody younger than me. The first thing they always say is like, did you record it? Did you take your phone out? Did you? And I was like, I never thought about it. I never, never thought about crossed it. my mind. You know, I mean, I just, you know, but I, I think that's the other thing too. And that gets into like us, you know, and how we witness the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I go to a concert now I, I've, taking concert videos before and I take video when I go to concerts. I'm not going to say I don't, and I don't take pictures, but I don't have it up the entire time. And there are people that go and they video the entire concert. And remember when that used to be like when this, when cell phone video was coming out, that used to be a huge no, no, like for concert going, right. You know, you couldn't do that. Yeah. It's again, I think, I think what, you know, bands and that kind of stuff have realized is, you know, getting that stuff out there makes people want to know. go to see the show. Right. Maybe, it's, maybe it's basically it's like advertising. So, yeah. You know. Um, all right, let's get into a little NFL here. Um, all right. The jets trade Jamal Adams to the Correct. Seahawks for like most of the Seahawks roster or well, future roster. Not, I mean, a couple of draft picks and, you know. Three draft picks, wasn't it? I, yeah, well, they got a draft pick back. So, yeah. I, but, you know, you, you have to look at this. And, and it, it's funny. Now, let me say this. Selfishly, 
as somebody you know me, I love the draft and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I hate I hate giving up two number one know, picks, future draft picks, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I really do, but I really like Jamal Adams as a player. And I mean, you know, for a guy that's been in the league three years, I mean, he's a two time All Pro, two time Pro Bowler, two time All Pro. I mean, he's twenty four years old, you know. And when you look at the compensation, I think everybody sees it and they go, wow, two first-round picks, they give up a ton, you know. Yeah. But when you look at what they get back in, in you know, I mean, you get a guy that's, that came into the league and really, when I mean didn't miss a beat, I mean came into the league and hit the ground running and, you know, has been the Jets' MVP the last two years, has, you know, was named the captain, you know, his second year. Like I said, was an all-pro his second year, was an all-pro his third year. Um, you know, really is just a, a, a guy that is, you know, a very young superstar in this league, and you don't get those guys in trades for nothing. You know, and, and, and again, you have to look at it. If, if he was picked six overall, right? Yeah. And he's a known commodity at this point. Right. If – Seattle is picked. I did the math last night. On average, they've held the twenty-fourth pick the last yeah. five years. If fact if, that you were doing that, if they end up, well, you know, I got a lot of time on my hands at night. If they were able to, you know, if you're sitting there, like let's say it's draft day, right? Yeah. And they wanted to go from twenty-four to the sixth pick overall in the draft. Yeah. It would cost them two number ones. You know what I mean? It would cost them that pick they had and next year's number one, hands down, to start with. So, you know, I, I think when you look at it, I mean, you throw in Bradley McDougal, who's a, who's a nice player and had a, had a nice little run yeah. with Seattle. And, you know, decent guy. Looks like, I mean, his knee has been a little bit of an issue, you know, here lately with him. I mean, he's a seven-year player. But, you know, he was a guy that was probably going to get cut after they made this trade, you know what I mean? So he gets thrown in and probably helps with the cap a little bit too. I think Seattle actually makes out better in the cap on this deal um, from that regard. Uh, and then, you know, they flopped a, a third and a fourth round pick. I mean, that's negligible as far as I'm concerned. So it's, it's really the, the two number, two number ones. ones. And I, I think, like I said, when you see the headline, it just seems like, oh my gosh, it's like a ton they gave up. And don't get me wrong, they didn't, you know, the Jets made out, I think, really well. I think I look at this trade, and I think it's a win for both teams. And I think that, you know, there'll be a lot of people that say, oh, well, you know, you're going to spend that much on a strong safety. He's also a guy that does a lot of different things for you. And if you look at Seattle and you look at Pete Carroll, he's always been about strong safeties in the safety right. position. I mean, you go back to USC with Troy Palomalu and – Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. I mean, the, you know, the, the safeties that he's had, you know, now Seattle makes his trade because they've drafted a couple here recently and probably whiffed on a couple. Um, so, you know, we'll see uh, if this works out, but I, I think it's a, I think it's a win-win for both teams. Uh, selfishly. I mean, like I said, I love having Adams on the team, but selfishly, I hate giving up the two number ones. I mean, it's going to be some, some rough drafts the next couple of drafts, but you know, he don't care about no number one picks. He's leaving soon anyway. Well, so I mean, yeah, I mean, what does he care? He's he'll probably be 
you know, what's he got? Gone in a couple One, of years. two, three years left. So, I yeah. mean, I guess he might matter. But, you know, I mean, if you're putting in an all-pro on your team and in your secondary, and their, their secondary may be, you know, this might be, you know, Legion of Boom 2.0 for them. So, um, if they're able to, you know, have some success there, the linebacking core looks really good. The defensive line, not so good. I'd say below average, but they've got some young players. Could they, you know, does the secondary in the linebacking position kind of boost up that defensive line? And and also you have to look at the division that they play in. And it's a little bit of an arms race in that division. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you got to stop the Rams with all those crossing patterns. You got to stop. You know, you got to stop tight ends with Kittle and San Francisco. I mean, you know, the Cardinals are an up-and-coming team, and they just brought in DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, investing in your secondary if you're playing in that division is not a bad idea. So. Um, So, training camps are opening tomorrow, correct? Yeah, 28th, 28th, yep. Uh, Because this is 727 on a Monday when we're recording this. So, what do you – I mean – we're going to run into this. We're going to run into this COVID stuff, aren't we? Well, it's it's the same thing of what we talked about with, with the baseball. baseball. And it's probably going to be a little worse for football, or or the the chances of you know um, the chances of it are going to be a little. It, it's interesting because I think there's different aspects where I think baseball. You know, you can keep players apart a little bit more. You can space everybody out a little bit more. You can, you know, do that. You're not hitting people, you know, uh, I mean, uh, from that regard. But you're traveling a whole bunch more. You yeah. know what I mean? I think your 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 level of, you know, well, we're in airports and we're here and we're there and we're, you know, going to hotels and we're doing all that stuff. I mean, that's where your your risk comes, I think, with baseball. Um, football, I think the risk comes from players contacting each other all the time and breathing on each other and spitting on each other and, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be the same type of challenges, but you know, they're, they have the NFL teams used to have a 90 man roster. They're getting down to 80 before training camp even starts. No preseason. You know how much I hate that. Um, I mean, I really, I really hate that. And I, and I, and I hate it for a couple of reasons. I mean, and, and, you know, I know everybody hates the preseason. I get it, but you know what? It serves a purpose. Uh, I mean, it gives younger players and guys that are fighting and trying to get into this league. I mean, think about it. How many guys are, are going to not have NFL careers because of this? Yeah, you know, guys that could oh, yeah. prove, guys that could have proven oh. themselves in the preseason, guys that could have proven themselves, guys that could play in the league. There are going to be there are going to be guys all over the place that could play in this league that aren't going to get to play in this league because you know this situation and they didn't get an opportunity in training camp to prove themselves and they didn't get a chance in preseason games to prove themselves and and also I hate it because it's going to hurt. I think if you're depending on any kind of rookie to help you out this year, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're a team that drafted a rookie quarterback, if you're Miami and you got Tua Tonga Valoa or you're Cincinnati and you got Joe Burrow, 
you know, you're not going to have any preseason games. You know, I mean, there's think about gonna, it. I there's going to be some struggle. There's going to be some struggle early. There's no question. And and then on top of that, the first, you know, normally even now, you know, regularly the first couple of weeks in the NFL are a little rough. You're rounded in the shape because nobody wants to play any of the stars because nobody wants to get anybody hurt in a preseason game. I right. understand that. Right. But, yeah, I, I think the first month of the season's probably going to be um, a little rough with no preseason. So, and, and again, you've had less of an off season. You've had, you know, I'm sure practices are not going to be what they, I mean, you know, they don't contact in practice now. Yeah. I mean, you know, if everybody's trying not to give people COVID, there's going to be less of that. Everybody's going to be even more spaced out for training camp. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it affects that kind of stuff. How do you think no fans, in an NFL stadium, and what does that do? And you look at teams like, let's say, Kansas City or Seattle or teams that have supposed big home field advantages. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's going to that's gonna even some things out. I mean, are we going to see um, – are we going to see, you know, offenses really take advantage of the fact that defenses aren't going to be able to have any crowd noise to work off of? Um, you know. I'll be interested to see how that affects the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it'll it'll impact. It'll be interesting. Uh, Seattle hadn't had a big home field advantage in a few years, so maybe well, it'll help them. last year. Uh, right, take it easy over there. Um, one, one bad, one not so great the, home field last year. All of a sudden, uh, it's the worst in the ever. Go ahead. It is. It's the worst ever. Fire Pete. Now, would you let? Let me ask you this. Let me ask what, you this. Would what? you let? the NFL, mm-hmm. the NFL put somebody in each stadium to pump in crowd noise into the stadium so the players have to play with crowd noise, but not, you know, you're not letting, you know, Arthur Blank up there controlling the 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 audio levels, you know, his go to 11. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. you know, would you let – and I'm not saying having it blaring, and I'm not saying having it where people can't hear, but just having some audible noise inside the stadium for the players. Nah, I, I, I would think it's just going to be – I mean, yeah, for us watching on TV, sure. But I, I would think inside the stadium it's just going to be weird. It's got to be weird to play those games with no, you know, fans in there yelling at everybody. Yeah, I don't – uh, I, I, I guess I got to stick to what I said about baseball. I think it's artificial, and therefore, I think it documents the times that we're in now. And I think it's oh, pretty interesting. Why are you trying to document the times? What do you because mean because this are you is a historian this is, all of a sudden. Well, I, I mean, you know, you look at it; these are unprecedented times, and I think it's, I think it, it should, it should, I think remain unprecedented will, times. I think the record will represent. Don't you think the fact that we have to have CGI fans? Don't you think that? Do you think that yeah, documents I, the time? I think that's I, – I, I just think that's contrived. All right. I, I just think it's contrived. I mean, I, I guess uh, – I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't – I don't think so. I don't I don't All think right. so. I don't think they have to. I mean, if they want to, if they do it, I'm, it's not like I wouldn't quit watching. I mean, um, I don't know. Do you, so, is your has your interest in, in sports waned a little bit? I mean, do you feel discombobulated with your sports? You know, it's kind of like I was asking earlier with the schedule. Well, 
Do you feel yeah, like, I mean, do you feel like you're like, meh, I don't really care. Or are you, are you all invested in football because football could come back? No, I care. I mean, back. I care about all the sports. I mean, and I'm, you know, like I said, I've watched some baseball. I'm looking forward to the NBA, which gets cranked up. What Thursday? I think it's hockey get cranked up Saturday. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to watch. Just I'm, waiting for I'm, it to be destroyed by this stuff. I, 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 I mean, I want to watch it. I want to see, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry about, I'm not going to sit here and freak out and say, you know, Oh, it's all going to come crashing down. Uh, let's, let's, let's watch it and enjoy what we can and see where it goes. And, and I'm kind of interested to see the differences, you know, and how it's going to be different and, you know, embracing those and let's, you know, let's see what happens and move on. And, you know, I mean, if it's, if it's a disaster, we just write it off and, you know, hopefully we get a vaccine and we'll, we'll, crank it up for 2021 but you know it's it's gonna be a little different right now yeah i just i don't know um it, i mean it, are you, i mean you're a big hockey guy are you excited about i don't know i i yeah. I, I think so um yeah. I, but i don't know i don't know that i feel um i i, I think i'd be excited to see it but you know where we're going to pick it up. I mean, this, that's the best time of the year. Playoff hockey is, is just well, any time, any season, any sport playoffs are the right. best. Yeah. And like you said, without fans there, without some sort of cheering crowd, uh, it just feels a little empty. That's why it and, should be all and, about CGI. And the, and no, because that's fake. And then they're, they're trying to decide, are they just doing it for the sake of, um, and they're trying to recoup some TV money, I guess. Um, they're trying to decide a champion, I guess, but ultimately I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop on this. Like we talked about baseball's already going a little bit through it is what's the, what's the fallout going to be with, with COVID-19 in, in hitting these sports and should it, would it be better? You know, we talk about people wearing masks and being in these places and not gather in social areas. Would it be better if we just didn't do that so we could get over it quicker and just move on to the next year and say this year, we didn't have a champion. We're just we're just writing it off. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, well, I guess we're gonna have to see if if any of these sports are able to make it through. And you know, like I said, maybe basketball does with the bubble. Maybe baseball does with their sixty game season. You know, and who knows about a football season or a hockey season for that matter? Maybe hockey just makes it through because it's the playoff. You know, I mean, if you're doing playoffs and you're you have the same teams playing each other. You have more of a chance to make it through, right? Yeah. I mean, where you're not spreading people out all over the place. I, you so. know, I don't know. Again, I, 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 yeah, I can just see it happening that they're in the NBA finals or the Stanley Cup finals, and uh, two both teams are going to come down with, you know. Well, I mean, if that's a, a case, huge I mean, if outbreak. To, if you get to that point, then you just put it on hold for 14 days, and once everybody's – you know, cleared and that kind of stuff, you go from there. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not ideal. I mean, I, I think that's probably my biggest takeaway is that it's just not ideal and we're just – we just have to deal with it right now and we'll see what happens. Do we want to talk about an NBA player going to get <laughs> chicken wings at a <laughs> – at a strip club. 
Yeah, not the best really? decision in the world there. Uh, you, know, you can't like, find better chicken wings? Well, you know, Apparently, they're good chicken, chicken wings. Might have good chicken wings, but I, I just, you know, I mean. What we're doing is unnatural, Doug. Right, but my I mean, point it's is. It's so if unnatural. But if you're supposed to be in the bubble, you know, and you left for family reasons, you know, don't go to the strip club for chicken wings. I mean, you know, it's just. That's just that's common sense right there, right? I mean, you can't do it. You 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 can't. You gotta something in your head has to click and say, "How's this gonna so, look?" So, do you look at that guy and go, I, "I don't think you need to be in the league. <laughs> You're just Lou Williams from the Clippers, quarantined yeah. yeah. for ten days now because yeah. he left. He went to a funeral in Atlanta and went to Magic a City. strip club to yeah, a strip club to get." Some uh, some pick up some chicken wings. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, it's, it's not, you talk yeah. about documenting history. Not <laughs> checking, not checking the menu. You know what I mean? When I go to one of, the, if I went to one of those places, I'm just not gonna. I'm not even you know, gonna get into that discussion with you. You know, <laughs> I, hey, lunch buffet. You know, I'm yeah. just not doing it. I, you know, it's. Uh, Honey, where'd you go to lunch? Yeah, I'm with the Magic City. They got a great buffet. Yeah. Oh, their chicken I wings. I love are their amazing. chicken wings. They're delicious. Uh, um, they cost me three hundred bucks. Right. I was about to say this is going to be one expensive chicken, you know, chicken wing purchase. Yeah. Uh, um. All right. So let's get to our last thing here. Mike Tyson to face Roy Jones in an eight round exhibition fight. September, September 12th, Tyson 54, Jones 51. Why did they do it in the middle of this stuff? Well, I don't know. Because they're not getting any younger. It's an exhibition. I guess because they're not getting any younger. I guess well, that's are the you, one argument. Are you all on this? Are you into this? Are you you remember when George Foreman made his comeback? Of course, he was in his 40s, and it was he was brilliant when he came back, I thought. He was a lot of fun to watch. You remember? Tyson, in the, Tyson's 54. Yeah, George Foreman was great when he came back, and you saw some of that. It was, it was fun to watch. It was a great story and a fun ride. Um, I mean, look, I've seen Tyson working out. He looks – great yeah working out i mean you know you know roy jones is in shape yeah but they're 54 and 51 you know uh, tyson's 54 years old yeah. i mean i mean think about that for a second i mean you know and i know they're going to be using 12 ounce gloves and i know it's eight rounds and i know it's an, it's you know an exhibition i just I don't know. I, I like curiosity. Maybe sucks me into watching that, yeah. but I. Yeah. It's just I, it's something about watching guys that old fight that it, like neither of these two guys should be fighting. It's great that they're in good shape. It's great that they, you know, I mean, at least it's not like a fifty-year-old guy fighting a twenty-year-old guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a tomato can. And look, you know, Mike Tyson can knock out still and probably beat. And that goes for Roy Jones, too. They're both professional prize fighters. They can Ooh, prize beat up fighters. 99.9% of the people in this world, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, they would win a fight against pretty much anybody, you know, out there. Okay. But it just, I, 
should we want to pay pay-per-view to see two 50-year-old guys fighting? I just, uh, I don't know. Will you? Will you? It seems, it seems real hokey. I, I don't know. Look, I, I was very upset when uh, Floyd Mayweather and, and Pacquiao, um, you know, were fighting, and they put that fight together. And you remember they went years and years and years without fighting, and then they finally put it together when they were both – you know, a lot older than they should have been or both. Certainly Pacquiao was out of his prime. And I, yeah. I, I made the, the comment, you know, if they fought on my deck, I wouldn't pull my blinds up. But, oh. you know, I, I can't say that I wouldn't watch this, but nah, I, I just, there's something that's just not right about watching two 50-year-old it, guys slug it out. I just, the, I can't do it. The names bring a wow factor to it. Right. There's no question. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I, I think it would be, there's been so many of things like this that have turned out to be as disappointing as, as you'd expect them to be. But that's, um, isn't that the beauty of pay-per-view for them though? Because ooh. it's like every time, I mean, you go back to the glory days of pay-per-view and it's like, if you got it, you were always like, eh, it wasn't really worth it. Eh, it didn't live up to this, that, or whatever. Very few times. And, did it and then when you, and then when you didn't get it, what happened? It I mean, was, it, was it was always brilliant. the one the one time you didn't get it. It was like, oh man, did you see the fight? No, I didn't see the fight. You know, the one time you don't you don't get the fight, and you know Tyson's biting Evander Holyfield's ear off. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. fan man's hitting the ring during the Riddick Bow fight. I mean, you know, it's like there was all kinds of crazy stuff if you didn't get the pay per view. But if you got the pay per view, yeah, you were sitting there like bored out of your mind sometimes. I've never paid for a pay-per-view. Uh, just, I think because I was either at work or something or it didn't yeah. interest me enough to pay for it. But I, I always remember there was a few that people <laughs> didn't even see it because it happened so quickly, the knockout or whatever. <laughs> you know, I would first, think that first I round 30-second knockouts. <laughs> I, I would think I could say this now, but when I was in college, we had, we had like cable in our rooms. So we had basic cable. Yeah. So, you know, but all the big, I mean, that was right in the, the heyday. I mean, you had, you know, I mean, that was right after the, the Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson fight, you know yeah. what I mean? That, that, yeah. that fight. And, you know, you had, you had, um, uh, you know, so I, I was in college at the time and all those big pay-per-views were coming out with Vander Holyfield when he fought Buster Douglas and all that. So we would order all those, you know, Tyson fighting Razor Ruddick, those, all those, um, fights we got and we would you'd have to go to the cable company we'd pay for the pay-per-view and they'd give yeah. us a cable box and then we'd hook the thing up yeah and i remember one one time we were you know we were having a party in one guy's room watching that and and uh you know somehow the police got called or whatever the mule patrol came by and they uh they you know they got in the room somehow and somebody opened the door and you know here we are there's like 50 of us packed into one dorm room you know people were drinking that kind of stuff so they were going to arrest the guy whose room it was right for underage uh yeah. drinking there but you know so they're clearing the room out they're kicking everybody out and i'm like all right we paid for this fight you know so they're slapping cuffs on him and I'm like unhooking the cable box from behind and the cops are like yelling at me going, get out of here. And I'm like, going, let me get the cable box. You know? So I had to like get the cable box and they're dragging 
poor Steve off, and he was like, "Record it for me, record it, call my girlfriend." Yeah, so you know, it's good good times. But we did that several times, and uh, had some had some good uh, had some good experiences. That we moved to the lounge one year, and uh, proceeded to uh, you know made a bunch of money that year. So yeah, we had a good time with that. That was the uh, that was the Evander Holyfield Buster Douglas fight. Uh, that one, but we had, we probably had 200 people crammed into this small little lounge and charged like two bucks a head for people to get in. We we made a killing. The best thing I heard of that was Mule Patrol. That's yeah, what that's you what called they your... called. The, that's what the <laughs> campus police was was the Mule Patrol. And so. uh, the, your nickname of the school for Central Missouri was the Mules. Yes, the fighting so mules. Fighting the mules. mules so, uh, that, yeah. In case anybody was curious. It, about yeah, that. I'm sorry about that. Sorry yeah. About that. Um, all right, so let's do our quarantine stream before we get out of here. Go ahead. What you got? Uh, I got two things for you. All right. Uh, Andy Samberg, Palm Springs. Saw it on Hulu. Okay. Interesting. You know, he's always been a character. I think he's got some really funny stuff, Andy Samberg. Right. I think he's... Um, and I think you told me that Hot Rod was really good too. Oh, I enjoyed you? that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. So that's probably this, my favorite thing with him. Palm was that Springs. Movie, that was the ahead. first time I saw him. Oh, well, not the first time I saw him, but he was really good. And it, it was the first time I saw uh, what's his name? Shoot, is in that movie. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name right now, but he's really funny. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, um, Drawing blanks here. Michael Sarah? No, no. I don't know who's no, in it. it was uh go ahead just okay uh it's kind of a a demented groundhog's day okay but it's it's really it 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 stands up it's pretty entertaining i think it's it's funny it's got some good moments in it um and the other is hamilton on disney which i saw i actually saw in chicago but have you watched it or do you have i have been debating whether we're ordering it or not i have not ordered disney plus yet so yeah it's eventually we're going to get around to it hamilton's pretty good it, all right uh, i think uh if you haven't seen it uh, i would also encourage using the um subtitles just so you can kind of yeah. keep up with but it it is so well done and it was well done in chicago when we saw it of course it wasn't on broadway but it was a i mean i it, right uh, but it was it was really good. Uh, everybody really good. I know that's everybody I know that's seen it says it's amazing. I, I need to get around to seeing it at some point. And I, I kind of want to see the Mandalorian, so I want to get that anyway. So uh, you know, we'll do that. Danny McBride is the actor. I was trying to think. Oh, of okay. Good. But that was the first time I ever saw Danny him in anything, and he was hysterical in Hot Rod. He was really really funny in that. Any pretty funny in everything he does? Yeah, he's he's pretty good for a guy that plays a lot of you know uh, goofy kind of. You know what I mean? Like rash, like overconfident. A lot of it's it's the same thing. You know what I mean? With him. Oh yeah. And it's, you know, that, that can get tiring, but he's, he's been, uh, he's been pretty good. I mean, he's pretty good for the most part in everything. I think I've seen him in. It's like Will Ferrell in Talladega Nights, Anchorman, Stepbrother. He's the same guy. (laughs) It's just different versions of him. And that's what Danny McBride is. He plays the same character, but he, pulls it off pretty well that righteous gemstones on hbo is pretty entertaining i, I didn't see that i didn't need to watch that, that doug that i have not seen i you will would see love that, that. you would love if that. if i was going to give you a quarantine stream yeah. uh how about fear city on uh netflix is pretty good it's their new uh 
three-part series on the mob. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Um, Was I, the Corsanti really, family in this? They were not. But I really enjoyed the, the – they had the guy who, like, put the bugs for the FBI in in different places where they recorded uh, these, these uh, family members or, or whatever. And the stories that went behind it, you know what I mean, from them yeah. – uh, how they got into places and that kind of stuff, really kind of fascinating stuff, uh, but enjoyed it. it. It was pretty good. It's worth, it's worth, it's only three hours. Yeah. So it's, it's worth the, you know, you can knock it off in a night. It's about the length of Hamilton. Yeah. I've heard that's <laughs> kind of long. Nah, it's, it's not that bad. It's like two forty or something, I think, but it's, I it's, you'll, you'd, I think you'd like it. Yeah. Do you like plays? Uh, you know, I, they don't bother me. I enjoy, you know, some of that. I, I told you I'm, a, I'm I was in, um, I was a theater minor in school and that's not because I like to act or anything like that. It was, I took it so I could learn lighting and that kind of stuff for television. Oh, um, get you forward thinking, but, um, well, I, it's a long story, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I've always enjoyed I enjoy watching it. I don't, and I enjoy the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I don't enjoy the participating yeah. in it. Yeah. No, you know no, what no, I mean? No. Yeah. But, you know, and my parents were big, you know, Broadway and, and, yeah. and musical people and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I watched all that stuff. Unfortunately, I had to watch a lot of it when I was a kid. Like you'd go to plays in New York? Uh, not in New York, but different theaters. We would oh, go okay. to theater stuff, and there was like a dinner theater near my house. We used to go to all the time, and you know, that place was pretty good, man. It was good food and stuff. So you know, I was I was all about the food, but you know, there's got to be a uh, picture somewhere of that, right? You uh, sitting at a table uh, with your parents at a dinner theater, <laughs> uh, and then my parents like they were all into like you know they would. You know, had the VCR and they would rent like all these musicals and stuff. I'd just be like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm trying to watch Strange Brew over here, not yeah. Doctor Zhivago. <laughs> okay, Strange yeah. Brew on Broadway. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, uh, let's wrap it up. Chuck and Doug Reloaded is produced by Mississippi Scoreboard. Be sure to subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast, and don't forget to give us a good rating. That'd be that nice. Help people find that. Comments would be us. good too. Like if anybody has any questions, yeah. that'd be great. Like we could get some questions and maybe we could answer some questions. Sounds like Chuck and Doug just older. Yeah. <laughs> for for more on Mississippi Scoreboard, you can find them at MississippiScoreboard.com, on Facebook at Mississippi Scoreboard, and on Twitter at MS Scoreboard. Doug doesn't use Twitter very well though. So if Not you're looking really. for Doug on Twitter, uh, oh, find me on Facebook. I'm I'm much more active there. Yeah, posting all your political views and stuff. I don't post political views on Facebook no. or or any social media. Or any, yeah, I don't either. Just not. No, uh, not I'm not. not I'm not getting there. in that fray. That's no. it for this edition of Chuck and Doug Reloaded. Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs>